Great Sandy KFTC Improv. It's a podcast, not a cast pod. Hey, Great Sandy KFTC Improv. Why aren't you talking? I hate that you don't talk during the intro anymore because it makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> no, it's because everybody loves the intro song. They don't want us to talk over it. Mm-hmm. See, I told you I received emails, right, from people that were like, don't talk over the intro. Oh, so I'm, really? I'm trying to give people, yeah, I mean. Was these people, do they have two first names? for? A, do they have a first name for a first name and a last name? What, Bobby Tom? Or Mike Scott? <laughs> Because no, I told you, you got to stop taking Mike. opinions from people. I love Mike Scott. And no, it was not him. It was some other people who have emailed us mm-hmm. and love the song. We're going to actually sell the song, by the way. Good. Uh, we're working it out with Teddy Beats, and then we're going to put it on iTunes for 99 cents because so many people want the song. Teddy's going to go and buy the most pimped out scooter ever. <laughs> I hope. I mean, you know, so we're trying to work that out. So that song will be coming. Welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with Sammy K. Sammy, how are you doing? Are you okay? I'm good, man. Look, my, like I said, my back's sore, my mouth is sore. <laughs> Okay, that just sounds like a really bad opening. Sounds like what? Like, well, no, like I one. told you earlier that it sounded like I was at a homosexual orgy over the weekend? Because <laughs> yeah. I realized that people are gonna, people are just going to accuse me and make jokes. So I want to make sure I was the first one to make it first. You um, know, the anyway. David Letterman theory. If you say it first, they can't really get you for it, you know? Well, anyhow, are you feeling, you seem like you're a little under the weather. Yeah, I know. My mouth is pretty fucked up. What do you think it is? I think do you have an I, obsessed tooth? I don't know. I think I just messed up one of my teeth when I was eating something this week. Like one mm. of my teeth that was already messed up. Oh, no. That I had work done on, so. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. We have so much to get to on the show today, okay? Uh, one of the big things that happened over the weekend to us, we need to discuss rejection. Ooh. I know. Well, well I already I, told you, I, fuck rejection. I already canceled my account with that company. They can eat my ass. <laughs> really going to name the company, but we might have to. Um, So we'll talk about that. I I submitted the podcast to a, uh, it's not out yet, but a major um, podcasting company. Mm -hmm. And they rejected us. So I want to talk all about that because I'm feeling really low about it. Uh, We'll get to that. Also, uh, we can't talk about much Super Bowl because Sammy hardly watched. What do you mean? I told you I watched the important parts. I watched the Obama's talk. Why? I watched the halftime show and I saw at least like one play. Oh, you did? I saw, okay, I told you. Do you know you, who won, actually? I didn't know until the next day. <laughs> but do you know now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? To Peyton Manning. <laughs> what team does he play for? He plays for uh, the, the Denver, Denver Broncos. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. So, yeah, duh, duh. Well, uh, there is one commercial locally. Uh, we are D.C.-based, by the way, this podcast is. So if you're in the D.C. area, you'll appreciate this. But one of the commercials was a Michael & Sons commercial that is getting a ton of now backlash mm-hmm. because it involved Mike Tyson. Um, a couple of shout-outs, though, that I want to talk about. Uh, you guys have been amazing about sharing this podcast. Please keep it up. And we love reading all of your feedback. Um, so I just want to say, is it Amanda? Hug and kiss. <laughs> I bet you haven't heard that one since, like, the third grade, have you, huh? Oh, my God. It's been a long time. I don't get this. Amanda Hugging Kiss. It took me so long when you were saying this earlier because I wanted to do some shit. Amanda Hugging Kiss. You walk up to somebody like, yo, you looking for Amanda? Amanda who? Amanda Hugging Kiss? But I didn't get it. You're saying a man. Amanda. The name Amanda. (laughs) The last name Hugging Kiss. 
But you're talking. But yes, Sarah, when you say it together, it sounds like a man to hug and kiss. I had never heard that. Have you ever like mouthed the word olive juice to anybody? No. What does that mean? That way it looks like you're saying olive, like I love you, but you're just saying olive Wait, juice. Wait, really? Like... <laughs> See, it looks like I'm saying I love you, but I'm not. I, how come I missed all these things? Yeah, what the hell was your childhood like in Maine? I don't know, but I never had any of these things, or maybe I've just forgot. But anyway, I never had heard that about the Amanda. Too much goat slamming, I guess. I, okay, we were not goat slamming. Right. Um, but. I also want to say hi to Amanda Malilo. Mm-hmm. Um, she, by the way, said to you that she can totally sympathize with you being annoyed that you have to head to Paris this weekend for a wedding. I'm excited to be in Paris, annoyed that it, the, the wedding was announced like a week and a half ago, two I weeks ago. I can imagine. And then she also says that she bought the penis tux for her husband for Valentine's Day. Great. Oh, my God. Take pictures. Send them to us. I, please. I would love to see it on. We talked about that a while ago. You can Google it. But Send us a anything penis you want. Tux. At Hey Frage. Boom. <laughs> It is true. You can email me, Sarah, with an H, at HeyFrage.com. Anytime for your feedback. Also, Doug Edson. I want to say hi to Doug because Doug says that he was very sad that Sarah, Ty, and Mel ended, but now that he's found the podcast, he's in love. So I also wanted to say hi. Keep the emails coming, uh, and also you can follow us and share on social media this podcast. Um, my social medias for Twitter and Instagram are at HeyFrage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E, and Sammy's are at the Sammy K S A M Y K. That's on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. And then as a show, you can follow the Snapchat Payphrase show. Boom. Boom. All there. You want to hit us with a little disclaimer before we get into the show? Oh, wow. I, I didn't know if you actually remember And then we're going to do today. Beyonce. I want you to get information. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Payphrase podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Did that company that rejected us hear that bullshit before uh-huh. they rejected us? No, because we probably didn't have the disclaimer made before they listened to it. No, they listened to it recently. I emailed them like Thursday after the show thinking that, hey, we're on a roll. The pod is doing amazing. It's trending on iTunes. Wouldn't it be super dick if they just when they listen to our first episode and they're like, yeah, fuck it. They're not really ready yet. We're like, that was our first episode. <laughs> like, I've been thinking in my head about possibly deleting the first episode just Why? because like it was such a train wreck, you know, that... We've gotten so much better since then that I kind of only want to put, like, you know, our best shit out there. Are you kidding? Our first episode had, like, over 2,000 downloads. I know. I know. It's awesome. But, you know, we didn't have an intro. We didn't have an intro then. We didn't have a disclaimer then. We were just kind of getting the the working of the boards and everything down. Oh, no. I don't want to. But that's, like, history in the making. I feel like the pod has been going so well. And that's what happened. So if you didn't see my blog over the weekend, because I put everything. That's Mm -hmm. what what this show is, right? This show is funny. It's inspiring. It's real. And it's pop culture driven. All DC based. Yes. But here's the thing. is like we are totally real. We don't want to do any fake bits. We want to put our entire lives out there. In order to just hope that someone else goes, oh, my God, if they can do it, I can do it. So that message was clearly lost because this company listened. And by the way, they're a big company. Yeah, Audible, fuck them. (laughs) I'll say it. I I already canceled my account, just so you know. I will not be finishing off any of my books. Oh, my God. Okay, we just said it. Uh, Anyway, they're partnering with Amazon. So I emailed and said, hey, they're looking for new podcast talent. And the guy wrote back to me, and he goes, after listening to the podcast, I don't think it's the right fit. And no, so it was I more like, it. after <laughs> listening to the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> what is that's that? what he was doing, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> See, you're too nice to people, Sarah. Okay, this guy is L- like a big deal. Yeah, whatever. Okay, this is... 
So allegedly, then. <laughs> is that what you want me to say? Whatever. Oh my God. Well, I am serious. I was. My feelings are really hurt about this, and I really want your advice because this is what I'm so torn about. Okay. Like, you know, when something like that happens, mm-hmm. first of all, I wrote back, thanks for your consideration. I really appreciate it. Which now I'm regretting writing that back because what I want to write back is go, hey, could you provide us with some feedback as to why it's not the right fit? Do you think I can still do that? Um, or do you think I should let it go? But then at that point, then you're doing exactly what you said you did not want to do on the podcast. Well, okay, then that's the thing. So all this. You don't want to cater to some old fart who's sitting there, you know, <laughs> noshing down on some clam chowder while he's trying to send you an email. By the way, that was my clam chowder uh, noise, in case anyone thought it was anything else. (laughs) That's just the noise you make when you have a nice spoon of clam chowder. (laughs) No one thought. Um, All this self-doubt comes in, right? Like, should we swear less? Should we? Are we vulgar? Do you think we're vulgar? I don't think we're vulgar. I think we're honest. That's how I talk to my friends. I don't talk to you any differently than how I talk to my friends. And you are so funny. Like, I die. Every day I walk away from this, and I go home, and I'm like, I think of things that you say. Like, last week when you called yourself a jester with a squirrel's penis. All right, let's bring that one up again. Yep, love that one coming up. (laughs) All weekend long, people are calling me squirrel dick. (laughs) I mean, I die with everything that you say. And I have to believe that this is going to be huge. Huge. Even bigger than what it is. All right. But my question to you is this. Because this is what I'm torn about. Mm -hmm. Do we just stay true to what we're doing? And and we're just going to not be... We're going to be on the fringe, right? We're going to be more... And look, I'm not equating that we are nearly as talented as, as Howard Stern. But I'm saying Howard Stern is mainstream, but he's not really. He's always kind of gone on the... Against the grain. Yeah. Do we do that? Or sometimes Dan and I have this conversation. Dan's my boyfriend, by the way. Of by the, We're having our three-year anniversary. Jesus Christ. I know. Is that like a long... I know. Well, that's a whole other discussion. Oof. But why are you offing? Nothing, nothing, nothing. As you okay? were. As you were. As you were. I love love. Go. So... But what I'm wondering is maybe we should be more mainstream until we get to the point, like Beyonce, for example, who I want to talk about in Formation, her song. Like, maybe do you think, in your opinion, you have to be mainstream in your career for a while and then you can go rogue? How the fuck were we not mainstream for the past, like, eight years of our career? We have That's all we've done. Yeah, man. I'm so tired of that. So you're and saying, just, okay. I don't think you're doing anything, all right? You don't do anything. You have, you don't, there's nothing being changed if you're sitting there and you're just meeting the status quo every day. You want to change something? You want to be something bigger? Yes. Then you're going to have to do that. People are going to get upset. People get upset about stuff all the time. And guess what? They just don't fucking get it. And I don't care. It's not my issue. Well, Look that's at political, what I love about you. Like every political, like every great political movement has started off with someone saying something and they were a fringe movement, right? And they finally slowly get people going to our, and guess what? People thought they were insane. People thought they were stupid. People thought they were this, they were that. All, every word in the book. But yet that's how it all starts. So I think you should be proud of yourself, you know? Well, I am so proud of us. And I, I hate when self-doubt creeps in, like, oh. And I feel so personal this time. Like, the other things that we've done, I mean, we've been rejected or I've been rejected maybe, like, as a host or something like that. But it wasn't, like, our baby. And I guess I didn't really have such a clear idea of what I want the content and what I want this show to do. Mm-hmm. So it just really stung. And then you think, I don't know, should we be different? But I'm with you. I, I feel like... In thinking over the weekend about it, I'm like, screw it. Fuck them. I, I, honest to God, 
fuck them, Amen. and we're going to stay the course, and we're going to be Howard Stern-like, and we're going to be bigger than ever, and I'll declare it right now. If I wasn't afraid of my computer freezing again, I was going to play some patriotic music in the back <laughs> while you were saying that. But we've had some computer we, issues We today. have had computer issues. All right, good. No, I'm over it. And that's the thing, too. And that's what I want you to take away from this podcast. And that's the fucking reason we're doing this. That is the fucking reason <laughs> that we're doing all of this. It's because you have to be true to you. You can't sell out. And I just want people to know that. And I feel like over the weekend, I did become empowered. Good. I, I did. And I picked plus, myself up to... and I said, we're going to do every. We're going to put it all out there and screw Audible. I never even bought their subscription to begin exactly. with. Exactly. And who wants to have their podcast listed among the same names as like Shakespeare or, you know, something like that? Shakespeare was a dick, anyways. <laughs> he sucked. I'll tell you straight up. Like, I don't want to be on the same lines as Shakespeare. What a dick. We don't have to worry. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Michael and Sons, we want to talk a little Super Bowl for you. And I want your thoughts on Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Speaking of now, going on the like being on the out, outskirts or if you will or rogue or different mm-hmm. Beyonce's formation has done that but uh, locally if you live in the DC area the DMV DC Maryland Virginia on Super Bowl Sunday I think one of the most interesting and talked about commercials was a commercial that involved Michael and Sons which is a local family plumbing company and Mike Tyson see I guess to me the only thing that the only way that commercial was interesting was because it was a local brand, and you never ever see like local commercials, you know, during the Super Bowl, right? Which I guess, I guess they've always had them, but I never knew that. And to actually have like a super, you know, someone in a celebrity status like Mike Tyson, that's kind of cool. I want to get Basim Mansour, Basim okay. Mansour, who is uh, Michael and Son's president, right? Mm-hmm. He apparently, the Washington Post did a story on this Monday after this commercial because it was the most noteworthy. At the end of the commercial, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's like the ring officiator. His son, Amir, yeah. is, a, is a fighter in this plumbing commercial, right? So it has nothing to do with plumbing. Basim, Amir, and then there's Michael. Right. Mike Tyson. I'm going to say he probably changed his name. <laughs> so, kind of like uh, I had an uncle who goes by Mario, but no, his real name's Hamadi. <laughs> okay. I got an uncle, Raphael. No, no, no. It's Rauf. He just changed it to be more like... Well, it's because of people like me. I can't pronounce anyone's yeah. name. I'm sorry. Unless you're like Sam or Tom, I, I'm probably saying Basim wrong. You're probably saying Michael wrong, actually. So, <laughs> as we were. Stop it. I'm joking. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, uh, Basim says, he tells the Washington Post that he worked for over a year to get Mike Tyson, and the commercial cost over $100,000, but less than people would think overall. Okay. Okay? But now, today, a couple days after, the plumbing company is getting a ton of backlash with people saying, great, a local plumbing company uses a man who's a convicted rapist, who's beat a woman, and then bit somebody's ear off as their spokesperson. Well, no no one remembers that anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I wanted to ask you. Do you think any publicity is good publicity and people are making a big deal out of nothing like they always do? Well, I think the problem is people got to realize their audience, right? Like, who's hiring a plumber? Probably. I don't know. Well, like, that's a great question. And they at least have done some research as a company to realize that the person that's hiring a plumber is someone that truly idolizes Mike Tyson. Guess what? 99% of people don't idolize Mike Tyson, but they've clearly done some sort of research that shows that... I don't know. There's some sort of person out there that really likes Mike Tyson, and he'll buy anything that Mike Tyson promotes. Or maybe they just want. I don't think they did any research. I don't know if they did either. Yeah, (laughs) maybe they're probably just like, "Oh, we can meet Mike Tyson. This would be cool." All right. Yeah. 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 Um, well, anyway, people are up in arms. Shame on Michael and Sons for using a convicted rapist in their ads. When will people stop giving that dirtball work? 
I'll never use them again. That was just some of the comments. But other people thought it was funny and entertaining. Um, I mean, I thought it was the best commercial. The Super Bowl commercials this year I thought were terrible. They so were horrendous. They, they were fucking horrendous. So anyway, I I thought it was interesting. But if you want to weigh in on it, you can always tweet at us, at HeyFrage. Um Anyway, uh, some other things that I want to talk to you about, because I wanted your feelings on that. Um, Do you think that if I served you McDonald's food gourmet style, like if I invited you, Mm -hmm. and let's say, who's like your favorite chef? Because you know all kinds of food stuff. I don't know. Like a celebrity chef or something like that? Let's say like Wolfgang Puck. Say anything like that. Wolfgang Puck invites you and your favorite other bloggers to an exclusive dinner. Oh, fuck bloggers, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else about that was cool. And do you think that you would know if Wolfgang Puck was serving you something that he made or a um, something from McDonald's that he interpreted? Well, here's the thing is the answer to that is absolutely no. I've done this before with my friends. You've taken like we'll take fast food and we'll recreate it at home. Like take it apart, like take okay. the breading off the chicken, chop up the chicken. And then do, do you this. serve it to people that don't know what it is? No, we ate it ourselves. Why would I serve that to anybody else? But like people do this all like I think you're looking at me and you're saying no. The answer to me is no. You, on the other hand, I could completely bamboozle the fuck out of you, and you'd have no clue. <laughs> I could easily do that. That I was actually thinking of doing a video, which I'm upset you're sharing the story. So what? I was going to do an interview. I was going to do a video that I was going to have you come by and try all these like artisan foods in this new artisan store. Oh no! But really, everything was going to be like shit from a gas station. So <laughs> I was going to give you a slim gym, but like process it all up, and you'd have been like, "Oh my god, this is delicious!" I'm like, man, that shit's water and slim gyms. Oh my you god! Have no idea. Can you please still do this? I video? Guarantee you would still, I guarantee 99% people would not know. Don't even know the difference anyways. Well, that's exactly what happened. So in California, a bunch of food bloggers and 40 other influencers from Southern California were promised a free five-course meal prepared by a well-regarded L.A. chef and former top chef master. Okay. They come in. Neil Frazier is his name. Okay. Fabulous last name. Uh-huh. So they were expecting Neil, and all they were told is that he was going to be cooking and experimenting with fresh ingredients, uh, nothing sneaky, but there would be a surprise at the end. Okay, so bloggers get in there, and then they're treated to, they don't realize at the time, but he's using foods that make up Hero McDonald's products, such as Quarter Pounders and Egg McMuffins. Mm-hmm. Frazier's tasting menu included chilled avocado soup, a buttermilk dress romaine salad, and bacon bits and bacon wrapped chicken most of the bloggers had no idea that they were eating mcdonald's inspired food which is what mcdonald's wanted they wanted to show that in fact people think that everything that they serve comes from a plastic bag when that's just not true that they do use fresh except ingredients. for the chicken nuggets and those are delicious and they do come out of a plastic bag Ugh, i tell I know. you what dude, one time we took chicken nuggets we made like lo mein with that bad boy we made a stir fry with some chicken nuggets some french fries Mm. Uh, The whole point was it was a publicity stunt formulated by Frazier who approached McDonald's. How do you change people's perception, he said, before the five-course dinner was served? Uh, And then went on to talk about local ingredients and said that everything there could come from McDonald's. The second course of salad was topped with bacon bix, buttermilk dressing, um, and was a huge crowd pleaser. So does that surprise you that people can't tell the difference? No, it doesn't surprise me at all. There's this other video of these. these so many food experts. I'm not talking me. I'm talking these people are supposed to be food experts. Food experts don't know shit. <laughs> like people that write for a living, all they do is they eat and they can explain what they ate very well. But it has a, does not mean they understand the concepts and the science that go behind it all. Most of them have no idea. Well, they were completely fooled. If you ask them, what if you ask them like 
oh my god what's your favorite food they're like ramen i love ramen that's such a buzzword right now but yet if you ask them like the story behind ramen why is it so prominent different styles of ramen you can have they have no fucking clue man people just love to say buzzwords i just think that's so like i can't even it's farm to fresh I used to work at a Fred restaurant that was supposedly farm to fresh, and trust me, there's a lot of cans. So, <laughs> yeah, but you can have farm. I've worked at a cans. lot of restaurants that were supposedly farm to fresh, and a lot of them will have canned vegetables, canned whatever, I canned tomatoes. You. I challenge you because I guarantee I could tell the, da- the taste difference. You can I guarantee. Tell the difference. Uh, you can't. Uh, uh, coffee, like straight up. If you want to get me different types of coffee, Folgers, people go, oh, you can't tell Folgers coffee. Yeah, I can. Like if you did a taste test right now between a Starbucks, a Folgers, I guarantee I'd be able to identify them. Absolutely. Same with cheap vodka. People always go, you don't know cheap vodka. Yes, I do. No, no. Cheap vodka is a different thing. The the more expensive, the less it's supposed to taste like alcohol. That makes sense. But, like, you know, coffee, okay, maybe I can see doing that, but there's no way with food. You have a horrible palate, Sarah. We know this. We go out all the time. <laughs> I do not. You I do. You go out, you always order, like, something that's very basic, very easy. Like, you don't, it's not like you're, you don't try to, you know, you're not trying to, you're not trying to stretch your palate at all when you go and eat. All right, will you please, will you definitely, like, do some sort of food experiment with me? Because I would yeah. love to. I think I'll be able to tell. I guarantee it. Yeah. All right. Invite me and that guy that hated on Snacklins. Oh, that old fucker? <laughs> Am I called Father Time? Father Time, yes, exactly. Yeah, whatever. Um, Sammy, do you ever have cramps? Yeah, man, all the time. No, Sarah, like, how many times do I have to tell you this? I am a man. As much as we think I'm not, I am technically a man. But you can have your myriad. I can't have my myriad. The man period. Uh, yeah, actually, I feel it coming on next week, so. Well, this... <laughs> Why next? Oh, because you'll be jet lagged. No, no, I just feel it coming on. Like it comes once every like two and a half months. So my buzzer went off. Means I'm gonna be a bitch next week. Oh God! But we, you're still gonna be here, right? Yeah, I'll be here. Oh God! Just Marianne. in bitchy mood. <laughs> Great. Well, I read this, and you know, I like the, the ongoing thing on here is that I I've never smoked weed. Mm-hmm. So we always talk about you know. Will I do it? I always say I'm going to do it. I never do. Never you know, do. Sammy's like tried to get me to smoke. Or yeah, like, let me roll up joints for you at Ty's wedding and you never smoke it. Yeah, I'm just, so I've given up. Like, I'm not going to do it. You know, I love living clean and sober. Mm-hmm. I really do. I love feeling life. But? But now experts are saying that for women who suffer from serious menstrual cramps, which I do, that you should actually put weed in your hoo-ha. That makes that sense. Weed in your hoo-ha will actually stop cramps. Is it? It's an anesthetic of some sort, right? Or because the THC gets in your bloodstream, and a lot of marijuana can be like a painkiller. Yes, exactly. I can't believe this. So much like they infuse anything from butter or whatever, you can actually put like a little satchel up there that would be marijuana infused that would ease cramping. That's awesome. Doctors are even recommending and prescribing sometimes this weed lube. In California for women. Like I said this weekend, back hurt, mouth hurt. Dude, I was just smoking joints left and right. <laughs> and that totally killer. helps it? Yeah, totally great. Oh, my God. I know that's what they're saying. Muscles. Uh, it also will reduce muscle spasms. If you have that, they say women who have IUDs in, which I do, um, have some of the worst cramping. So, therefore, it can reduce inflammation and sometimes get rid of all your cramps altogether. Boop. <sighs> Over, I might actually have to start using that. But you do realize it's going to get you high, right? That's the whole well, idea. That's what I was wondering. Is this much like um, when people do uh, like chili it's willies? It's like a painkiller, Sarah. Okay. What's that when you put a Tampa? A painkiller. Oh. When you have a painkiller, it gets you 
high, right? Like it's numbing your body. It is getting you high and it'll numb the pain. That's exactly what it's doing. I just think of this as like, what, you know how people used to be soaking tampons and vodka and then they'd... Yeah, pop them in there because it goes to your bloodstream way quicker and no one can smell your breath. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I feel like that's what this will be. Yeah, well, that's kind of what they are going to be. Um, hey, do you feel like we can play the click? I was going to do the click, just the tip. Do you think we should yeah, play yeah, any yeah, of the sounders do or do you think I it's dangerous? For you. Let's do a little click uh, and then I want to get to a story. A, a listener needs our advice. Ain't nobody fucking with my click. Lots to get to. Many residents, and Sammy, I want to know your thoughts. This is a local D.C. story, Mm -hmm. are up in arms that D.C. is thinking about paying criminals in the district not to commit crimes. D.C. Council approved a bill last week that includes a proposal to pay some residents even a stipend that would be about $9,000 a year. Uh, Officials have identified 200 people at risk of committing or being victims of violent crime, and they would receive a stipend. What do you think? To behave well. Good yeah, idea or not. But it's not that much money, is it? Nine just, grand a year. Nine grand a year. That's not enough. That's. I mean, if you're a criminal, you're making a lot more than nine grand a year. I know. I agree. So why would you stop? If anything, you're just probably not going to want to get caught. I think it's an interesting program. Um, I talked. I told. I teased this story, and I want to know what you think. But an innocent man now says that he's been terrorized by strangers asking for Chipotle burritos. Yesterday. Chipotle closed with that whole mm-hmm. E. coli thing. And you were supposed to text, like we talked about, rain check to 888-222. Six. Yeah. Six things. But most people started texting 888-2222. Four twos, okay? Mm-hmm. That actually went to an attorney named Hank Levin. So Hank says that he was inundated with text messages, all people demanding burritos. And when he would politely write back that he didn't have any, he says, you didn't text Chipotle. This is attorney Hank Levine. He says that he received messages back like, where's my burrito, bitch? This is See, this strangers. Is, lawyers are dumb. This is when I would have sat there taking advantage and written to everyone, absolutely congratulations. And for being one of my first texters, you get 10 free burritos and just send them out to Chipotle locations. No one's going to be a PR nightmare ah! when thousands of people show up to their local Chipotle and ask for 10 burritos instead and they don't have any proof and they just show a random text. That's such a great idea. Anyway, he says that it was torture. Even his daughter went on Twitter and said, please, you guys are texting 222 or you're texting 888-222-22 to my dad who's an attorney. God, that sounds so dumb. Isn't that so dumb? Hey, um, of course, we're obsessed with making a murderer. Mm -hmm, And I just mm -hmm. bought my tickets, by the way, to go see Dean Strang and Jerry Buting April 2nd. They'll be at Warner Theater. Uh, But there were 149 people exonerated in the United States last year after being wrongly convicted of crimes. Can you believe this? A tally that included dozens convicted of murder and an uptick in people who had pleaded guilty or falsely confessed. That's what freaked me out was all people that falsely confessed and all people that were on death row. That were all of a sudden exonerated. The number of people exonerated in 2015 broke a record the organization announced this week. Uh, And it was reported that 120 people who were exonerated of those crimes were actually headed to death row or on death row. Is that not bananas? Like, they were getting, they could have been executed. Is that crazy? That's, and I think that's why so many people are up in arms about things like making a murderer. I just think that is so scary, the false confessions. Um, Also, Sammy, there's a new story out, too, about this is the best way to text with someone that you want to date. And this is according to Aziz Ansari. I want to see if you think that Mm -hmm. these are true. No longer should you do the three-date rule. Did you ever have the three-date rule? Before you you slam? Or three-day rule. Sorry, not three-day. What do you mean? Like the three-date rule? before? Three-day rule before what? You and I meet at a bar. Okay. We exchange phone numbers. Boom. Oh, I don't text her for three days? 
Oh no, because I this that by that I assume they already forgot about me. So you just like so you either text immediately or not? Yeah, either text like immediately, like I'll text something right then and there, or I just won't text at all. Well, that's what Aziz Ansari says. He says, be the first person to text. Uh, text the same day. If you meet someone, keep the chemistry going. Avoid hey and make it personal. Doesn't that annoy you so much when people just write, hey you? Oh my god, that's all I write to people. Why'd you don't make it personal? No, I always write hey. All right, hey, hey, hey. They said instead reference something specifically you talked about. Do you do that? Nope. No, okay, thanks, Aziz. I gotta write these notes down. Try to be clever. Well, I'm sure you're naturally funny, so are you clever? Not on, on text, though. On text, I'm pretty boring. Really? Get me in person. Yeah, I don't want, because I don't want to sit there and write to you. I got shit going on in my life. I love this one. Text at normal hours. It's best to text in the afternoon or evening, not early in the morning or late at night, according to Ansari. I totally agree. Otherwise, you run the risk of being that annoying person that woke them up or when they're trying to sleep. I totally agree. How many times when I was single, I get texted at like 1030 at night? Like, I'm not going to get into a conversation with you at 1030 well, at night. that's your own problem because you're going to bed at 1030 at night. I was already asleep. I just yeah. didn't text him back. No. <laughs> No, most people our age are up still. They don't have bedtimes. And then they say, and then he says, don't text back immediately, but don't overthink your response time. That was the worst for me. Like, I would always overthink the response time. Mm. Like, I would just always, I don't know. Like, if I texted and then the guy, like, texted back in an hour, then I would make it an hour. Do you ever play those games? Do guys do that? Uh, I do this all the time, where I'll see how long it took them to respond to me, and then I will, I'll get so, like, I'll say that it took them two and a half hours to respond to the text right? messages I sent them, right? So, when I get a response from them, even though I write back immediately, I won't hit send for, like, two and a half to three hours later. Just to kind of show that, oh, what, you're busy? I'm busy, too. Boom. Well, I, I I'm still know. single, by the way. So, clearly, this is not working at all. I hate that. And now I have no rules, by the way. Like, the, the reason I met Dan was I was like, okay, screw it. I'm done. If I want to text, I'm going to text. And if this guy is going to text me back, he's going to text me back. And that was it. And it wasn't like, let's have one date a week and all this crap. It's like, if you want to see the person, that's how you know it's going to work. You just want to see the person. Sorry, I think I'm going to sneeze. All that love just made me uh, allergic. <laughs> Go on. Uh, all right, good. Woo. Hey, do you have any suggestions for me? Because Dan and I have been together Do I have years. A just a tip, you mean? <laughs> For Valentine's oh, is this about Day? Valentine's Day? Could this be gifts for like or ideas? Because I need ideas. Do you think I need to do something special for well, three you, years? Well, hold on. Oh, for three years? Ooh, I don't know about the three years because that's a long time. It's a long ass time. Yes. Um, special gifts for three years. Well, you can't do what I thought you were gonna probably give them because you know your medical issues. So. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I would say I don't even know. Is there something big for? I thought three years is kind of like. <laughs> It's not really important, is it? No, I don't think so. I just wondered. I don't. Like I'm not first planning. year, yes. Fifth year, yes. Then all of a sudden, you get married. After that, you're not. Like I guess you're not getting married. I am not planning on getting him a specific anniversary gift. I just didn't know if you thought I should. Mm, no, no. Well, um, can you say I wanted to end with Jester? That's the fine. I can today. say it till the end. Yeah, because uh, there's a couple other stories I want to talk about. So you did watch the Super Bowl halftime show. I did watch the Super Bowl halftime show. Love me some Bruno. Love me some B. Fuck Coldplay. <laughs> really? Why do Coldplay you Coldplay like sucks, man. Coldplay, I liked like maybe one of their first songs, Yellow. And after that, I was like, nah, this stuff's horrible. That was it? That yeah. did it? Like, it was so bad. Like, you can just tell they're just not like... This they don't about it. performance. Yeah, they don't bring it. They're artists. Like, let them just sit there and play and be really good artists. But it's a spectacle. I want it to be a spectacle. Bruno Mars had a spectacle. Beyonce had a spectacle. Coldplay, they just were like some shitty British men that just showed up. You didn't like the believe in love at the end? That, that, like that, a- that clearly wasn't their idea anyways. And if it was like, all right, we're going to this great idea, mate. We're going to make sure 
because in case they didn't realize with all the rainbow flags everywhere that we are positive for homosexuality here is we believe in rov and it's like no man like i don't i didn't get it i just didn't get it what did you think about formation because now beyonce first of all how strategic are they they're so smart i did not get why everyone was so up in arms about this song because i heard the song and i was like okay clearly i understand the meaning Clearly, I understand who it's geared towards. Still a rad fucking song. But, like, all these articles coming out about white people and why they shouldn't care about formation and this and this and this. And people are upset, saying it was racist. People are saying that next year that the KKK is going to perform. Like, people just went up in arms over something that I just honestly thought was just a song. Did you think that there was... Because a lot of people are upset with the innuendo. So when Beyonce comes out and she's like, get information. Which is like my new thing now okay, that I sing. Yeah. So they made an X, which a lot of people thought was an ode to Malcolm X. Okay, so. And they were dressed as though as an ode to Black Panthers. Did you All pick right. that up? Yeah, I, I did. Pick, oh, you did? Yeah, oh. I did. I didn't care, though. Like, it doesn't bother me. It's an ode to something. Like, that's fine. That's part of your history. That's absolutely fine. Was it negative? Sure. Was it also positive? Absolutely. You can't sit there and shut down a whole movement because some aspects of it were wrong and some weren't, you know? Do you think, um, okay, well, a lot of people are upset that she's making a political statement at the Super Bowl, which, again, I think is genius. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it in front of 100 million people. Yeah, but but even then, like, that wasn't, like, I remember when statements were Janet Jackson's nipple. Like, that was a statement, you know what I mean? Like, that was a huge statement. But this was, like, it was good. Like, I don't, like, I just feel like, you know, a lot of people just were looking for something. And I think the reason it stood out so much was because of how lackluster the Super Bowl overall was. So that, that was the I think the Beyonce just thought she was going to come out, do something cool, be a little buzz here and there. But because the Super Bowl was so shitty, it made Beyonce's thing look like the most amazing thing ever. What about the whole video? Because it was very strategic, which is what's genius about Jay-Z and Beyonce. So... Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's a clip. But see, I don't get why people were, like, upset about this. Like, it's Beyonce. It sounds like Beyonce's songs. What they expect? I don't know. I think it's I because like maybe a lot flip. of probably like white people in some areas probably didn't know that Beyonce actually sang by herself. They thought she was still doing Bootylicious with Destiny's Child. Well, Rudy and Giuliani. Didn't that she's actually an artist now. People are upset about her video. She's in a cop car that's submerged in water and like you know dancing on the cop car and promoting Black Lives Matter. And uh, Rudy Giuliani and others say that basically it's denouncing police. And of course, you know the video. There's like a there's kids. There's even like a spray painted sign about something that like stop killing us. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I just look. I think well, she's... stop killing them. Then that's that easy. <laughs> Don't get upset, Rudy Giuliani. Like, stop making a thing that other countries can sit there and literally look at us and say, "Oh my gosh!" Even ours, even the most corrupt oh. countries in the world, they don't kill that many of their citizens. Like. Oh. Stop killing us. That's it. That's what they're trying to say. Like it's simple enough. See, this is what. But stop this, trying like... to get upset about a music video. No, no, no. Get upset about the fact that you have police officers shooting unarmed teenagers on the street on a regular basis. That's what you should get upset about. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I just think that uh, here's my thing. I think that police officers in this country have a incredibly difficult job, and I don't think that police officers are trained a lot of times to deal with the. How can you identify someone whether you know that they're on drugs or if they're schizophrenic or having like an emotional meltdown? I think that police have such a difficult job, and I think you deal with as a police officer the scum of the earth every day. 
every day you deal with people that are repeat criminals that abuse what like the scum of the earth like people that lie to your face and then and it's then like, you treat everybody that you no, meet like I they think, are also the scum of the earth I mean, look, and they definitely bad police officers but i do think that in general like these men and women have such a difficult job they're not trained i don't think I could be wrong, and I'm sure somebody will correct us if that's true, to deal with, like, mentally ill patients. And then I think you build up and you build up, and then you get somebody, some kid who maybe is, like, doing something suspect, and I think you probably react. And it's not the necessarily the right reaction, but I think... I, I don't know. I believe in the good of people. I don't believe that most police officers set out to specifically kill teenagers or any specific person, is how I think. Okay. But you disagree. Because um, I've had numerous cops. Show, like, I remember the one time I finally, like, it was finally like the final, the straw that broke the camel's back. Huge party in college. Cops raid the house. They take bongs, drugs, marijuana plants, like, tons of, like, tons of ecstasy, like, tons of other drugs, too, out of this okay, party. Okay, yeah, stuff that everyone you shouldn't had have. Everyone had drugs. Do you know how many of us were charged with drugs and paraphernalia and everything? How many? Zero people. Because they pocketed this shit and they fucking walked out. You don't know that. Really? How do you know so, that? What they do? They walked out with, no joke, they walked out with 20 pieces of paraphernalia, probably, like, two ounces of marijuana, and not a single person was charged with anything. Where does that stuff go, Sarah? I'll See, tell you where it went. There's no way. It went to their clubhouse, and they were sitting there hitting my weed, smoking. They still got my bong, I bet, too. I wrote my name on the bottom of it, bitches. I know you exist. There is no way. Yes, don't say no way because it's happened to a lot of people. And look, that's what happened. Why did nobody get charged? Someone should have gotten charged with at least something. A, the mar- homeowner? a the marijuana homeowner plant? Nobody got charged. And there was a marijuana plant growing in this building. Why don't you consider yourself lucky? Maybe they did they say to you guys, like, hey, this is a lesson? No, they just never came back. Never responded to anybody. Everyone got prepped thinking this. A couple kids got suspended from school, and that was it. Nothing else. Okay, I can go. I don't know. I finally And look, I even had a lot of dealings with the law. And the ones that I have have been really positive. And I don't know. Is that because I'm a white woman? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. That's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure if I was out acting like a bananas person, they'd probably get the taser out of me. Oh, my gosh. I'm acting so bananas, officer. Please, have you ever seen cops? Yes. They don't tase white people. Like they That's don't, not they don't, they don't, they Someone don't. Someone needs to email us an episode, dude. I w- look. I swear to God, I was watching this. There's this. Uh, there's this new cop show on Netflix right now. That they show that they have old. Oh, what footage, is it? I love shows. Old footage, like kind of stuff that was like denied by cops, I guess. So they kind of repurposed it and show it now. Dude, they are so racist. And you're talking about five, six years ago, maybe ten years ago, max. They taste everyone in the so minority. Racist, so racist. Be like. All right, yeah, okay, we got a suspicious person. Is he black? Like, what do you mean? All they said was that we got a suspicious person, and the cop over the head is like, is he black? Like, that was the first question. So this is happening what in major cities, show? and you say, like, oh, dude, it's on Netflix. It's a new okay, cop show. I'll you, just find it in my history. I'll show it to you. Okay, show. yeah, yeah, don't, don't compromise the audio. Yeah, it's bad. I need to see this. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. And there's, a, okay, and there's some cop out there that still has my bong, and I'm pretty upset about it. I just feel like we went to Prince George's County. Remember we did a, a not I didn't do the ride along. I didn't do the went, ride along. Fuck that. We just went for the day and I 
I don't know. I felt like I had a lot of empathy. I think that most police officers try and do a good job. I just, here's my thing. I couldn't deal every day with people that fucking lie to your face, that abuse kids, that cheat the system. Okay. Like, you deal with that crap day in, day out. And you're telling me that doesn't wear on you to the point where you're like, okay, well, this person's another fucking, you know, drug addict. Not to the point that they profile. They're actually taught to profile. Like, they are taught to look at specific people and to say, this type of person most likely will be doing something bad, so you can stop them. This white woman wearing a, you know, wearing a pantsuit today, oddly enough, is not doing anything bad, probably most likely. No, it's not. There's not truth to that. There's not truth to that. Okay. There's no truth to that at all. We need a profiler in here. So. We need a police officer on this show. Would you want a police officer on this show? No. <laughs> Why? I don't trust them. Okay, what are they going to do? I don't trust <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, that conversation could go on and on. But anyway, that was sort of the controversy with Beyonce's formation. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I, I do like the song. Although it's I think Beyonce. It, I think her songs are beginning to sound all alike. I think she's super genius. I think that's what I'm saying is parallels to us. Should we go mainstream? We're not going to. Don't even think so about it. So you're thinking you should have your own bootylicious? Well, I'm thinking, should we do put out bills? Like, a, uh, can you pay my bills? Should we put that out first and then drop the formation? Can't pay my automobiles. But you're right. We were, we've dropped bills for the past eight years. Yeah. And now we're in formation. And now we're... Can you get in formation? Exactly. So How's it feel, B? <laughs> it's great. Um, Sammy, tell me about this. What do you think? And I feel like I already know your thoughts on this, but I kind of... I don't know. I thought this was an odd Facebook post to put out because people will put anything on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So this uh, woman, I'm not going to put out her name, but she's a first Facebook friend of mine. And she writes, uh, she wanted us to talk about it. Teachers, educators, and anyone who works with kids on a daily basis, I need your thoughts. I told my husband there are certain names that I would never name my child because I had kids in my class or that I had worked with that have or had that name because they're having a baby together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those kids in the past had behavioral issues that I'll never forget. He says that I'm crazy and goofy for thinking that way. I told him that anyone who works with kids will side with me. So if you ever had a child you worked with who had bad behavior issues and you swore you would never name your kid after them. If you want your daughter to be a bitch, name her Brittany. <laughs> okay. Right? Tell me a Brittany that's not a bitch. Um, right? I bet you can't think of a single one. Being... They're all not on their head. Wait, I all Britneys like I are bitches. Who's the PR girl that we know? Brittany. Yeah, she's but she sweet. does PR. That's, in, that's inherently a bitchy business to be in. <laughs> Whether or not she's a bitch, like she's not, but you know, it's a bitchy business. Are there any names that you would not... Like, like if you ever were to have a kid, right? So, like, somehow you managed to get someone pregnant. Yeah, I told you. I never name him Anise because there's, like, there's a Tunisian name that a lot of my friends... There's an Arabic name called Anise, and it's A-N-I-S, but it looks a bit... It looks just, like Anus. People just call him Anus the entire time. Yeah, I'm not doing that to him. But is there anyone from your past? I mean, Brittany, you wouldn't name your daughter Brittany. Would you, is there anything other names that you wouldn't name? Oh, Kenny's. Every Kenny I knew was a fucking loser. Kenny. <laughs> Everybody I know named Kenny was a loser. Like, I don't know what. Like, I've, and I have never been friends with Kenny's, but, like, I've had, like, five Kenny's in my life randomly. Like, I was in the third grade class with Kenny. Kid cannot, like, kid, like, always smelled like cigarettes and had earwax, always, like, <laughs> dripping out of his ears. Sixth grade, there was a new kid that came down, Kenny. Always far in the back of the room, always smelled like rotten eggs. Like, I just, Kenny's just to me are disgusting. I don't know what about Kenny's. Okay, well, I was just wondering. I mean, I thought that was a little much to put out there. I feel like, how sad. I mean, maybe I wouldn't name, you know, we used to have a dog named Katie Cupcake, so maybe I wouldn't name. You wouldn't name your kid Cupcake? That makes sense. That's actually, uh, that's legit. 
<laughs> so what would you advise this woman? So her her husband thinks it's crazy, but you obviously say it's not. You think that no. lots of people avoid names. I think as long as you don't make it like, you know, unbearable for like helicopter pilot, yeah, your kid's gonna get fucking made fun of. Oh, if you name your kid helicopter pilot? Yeah, or if you pilot? name your kid like Apple, oh. you know? What do you think about Rock? Rock? You just yeah. wanna name your kid mm-hmm. Rock? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just name him Stoned? No, like, I think, like, Rock Hudson, that was like a, I think it's a very masculine name, Rock. Rock. Hey, yeah, Rock. <laughs> oh, really? Are you sedimentary? <laughs> are you uh, metamorphic? Um, what kind of rock are you? Um, okay, fine. I, I just think, I have some interesting names for kids, yeah. You just name my kids Steel? Well, I want to name, if I ever have a daughter, I want to name her Coco, but Dan says that's a stripper. Coco? Name. Yeah, yeah. no, your daughter is going to become a stripper. I like, think Coco's, Coco, um, Coco Arquette. Coco Arquette? That's, okay, we're going to have to. David Arquette and uh, Courtney Cox Arquette, yeah. when they had their daughter, they named her Coco. Don't you think that's such a cute if name? If you are going to have the name Coco, you are A, going to become a stripper, or B, need to be married, like, need to be the children of, like, rich actor parents, because there's no way you're ever going to have a real career in life. Oh, really? Like, think about, oh, hello, are you Dr. Coco? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I would never show up to a Dr. Coco. So I, like, look, I am not maternal at all, which Officer is Officer Coco show. here, I'm, get, get the fuck out of here. Like, everyone's going to assume she's a stripper showing up for a bachelorette party, for a bachelor party. Officer Coco? <laughs> yeah. Turn on the music. Well, see, I was going to name my kids, like, I like Coco and Rock and Cortland. Cortland? See, and I like to do, like, the whole theme of, like, they all start with the same letter, like, Coco, Cortland. And then, like, whatever else. Call one Cocker. <laughs> Cocker. After Joe Cocker, one of the greatest <laughs> singers of all time. I am not. Oh, my God. Why not? Um, look, I got one more story to get to, and then we'll, we're going to end with just the tip today. And mm-hmm. uh, there's so much we're going to get to this week on the show. Uh, we're going to call my mom. She's going to be a guest on the show this week. And I want to know, do you think we should do anything, like, just let her tell stories? And I was actually going to have her do a review of the podcast when we call her. Or do you think we should oh play gosh, a game? Oh, my gosh, yes. If your mom wants to review the podcast, that's hilarious. Because well, your mom could honestly say, anything and still be funny well here's the other thing i was thinking is over the weekend someone said to me are you going to do kicking it old school so i almost thought that we should do songs that my mom would have known in the 70s 60s 70s kicking it old school and see if she can get them through your interpretation oh my gosh (laughs) and whoever just like retweets the podcast from in and mentions um you know kicking it old school They'll get like a koozie. We'll send you something. Uh, okay. What do you think? All right. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But in a lot of these songs, they already sound like old. I don't know. Do you think she would be fooled? Like, I'm trying to think of who she She loves Celine Dion. You could do Celine Dion songs. She loves Reba McIntyre. <laughs> but yeah, like, what am I going to do? Like, Galileo, 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 Figaro. Magnifico. Like, those are all old words anyways. No, I'll give you her favorite singers. Her favorite singers are Reba, <sighs> Celine Dion. Oh. Um, she also really likes, I think she likes Michael Buble. Of course she does. Um, <laughs> she likes, uh, let's see, Michael McDonald. And you can't forget about Kenny Rogers. I love Kenny Rogers. Know, couldn't you do Islands in the Stream, kicking it old school? I, okay, yes. I'll look into this. All right, you, you work into those. Wouldn't it just be kicking at school then? Because it's already old as shit? Um, well, <laughs> kicking right. at school. Yeah, yeah kicking kick- at school. Because it's already old school. So just kicking it. <laughs> Well, what we could try with her with modern day songs and see if she knows them. Oh, she's not gonna know. Yeah, but I, know. I got it. Look, we'll get, we'll get, you'll get your mama kicking it old school. I'm down okay. with that. All right, we'll do a little kicking it old we'll school. Kicking it goat school. So at some point, look, uh, we want this show to be multimedia. 
Okay, we want to have like our own TV show. What do you think? Do you think that we can have our own show? Like a reality slash talk show? I think we could, show? but it would have to be somewhere where the FCC can't... Uh... Well, that's what I'm thinking. So I want to shoot a, a pilot that's of, of this podcast, but also of our lives. What do you think? Would you be game for that? Like, would you be okay if we had a little camera crew that followed you to make snacklings? Are they fine following me around as I smoke weed all day long? Because <laughs> I'm down. That's what I never liked about reality shows, because I'd see like the stoner. I'd be like, why don't you show how he spends 90% of his day? Like... I don't see him in front of his couch just smoking weed. Like, if you want to show me and show how many joints I smoke as I accomplish work, yes, totally down. Okay, this is going to be real because that's who we are. This is going to be real, real. That's who we are. We're uh-huh. real, real. Okay. Don't get me. I love peeing in public too. I just find that it's just the natural. You, you know, do. Bar- I can't That's help it. so gross. No, I hate walking uh, by places and they smell like human I pee urine. on trees, sir. I don't pee on concrete. <laughs> I have a rule, okay? I am a... So, anyway, maybe this will change your gauge. But Real Screen Summit takes place here in the D.C. area every year, which is where producers from all the major TV shows come. And you can actually pitch them. This is a pretty cool thing, by the mm-hmm. way. I've always wanted to go to Real Screen Summit. But it's very expensive. Have you looked into it? It's like seven hundred dollars yeah, for the deck, so, yeah. right? Um, but you get insider tips on show ideas and everything. So it was just here in DC, and here are the shows that they rejected. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, Big Weed. So this actually, I thought of you. Big Weed was an apprentice-style show where ten people compete to work at one of Colorado's top marijuana dealers. Why? Agreed. Weed shows are fucking stupid. Well, then why are you going to smoke weed on ours? No, I'm not. The shows are going to be about weed. It's just going to show that I do shit while I smoke weed. But shows that are just about people doing marijuana is really, really, really boring. Um, the f- networks hated it because the first line of the sizzle was, every day I commit two felonies. I sell drugs and launder money. People weren't into it. <laughs> so uh, the, un- the other one was Untitled Waxing Salon Show. People in deep personal conversations with their waxers while they were getting their hair removed. Uh, why it failed. It was disgusting. Um, I thought this was the greatest idea, producer Eric Schultz said wistfully. Uh, but he says that he showed so many, peop- so many clips and it was just cringeworthy the entire time. Yeah. Would you have watched that show? No, I would not. I've been waxed before. It sucks. <laughs> Me too. But I do have interesting conversations when I'm getting waxed, so I can see how that'd be a good conversation. Hot Date, The Bachelor with Porn Stars. Yes, yes. It failed. Aw. Uh, you have to ask why it failed? No network was was interested. Are you surprised that one? Okay, about the networks, no. But I figured it'd be like great online. What about this one, Road Eats? The premise, truck drivers share tips about the best places to eat on the road and no. cameras fall on them. No, no. <laughs> why? It'll be like, oh, well, for the 18th time, we're stopping by Nathan's Hot Dogs. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are they going to tell me? These are, these, truck drivers are notoriously known for having the worst eating habits in the world. The show imploded mostly because they say the producers and stuff that went on back screen, backstage. The Misty Copeland Project. Who's, oh, oh, Misty Copeland is the first black ballerina to be appointed principal dancer of the American Ballet Theater. Oh, cool. But they say dance is a tough on, is on, tough on cable and didn't really fly. Yeah, dancers are boring as shit. <laughs> So we need a good premise. Do you think ours, do you think that between you and me and this pod, we have enough to create this show? Oh my gosh, yeah. If you follow us around our daily, like, I think it's just interesting to show how you wake up at a certain time, I wake up at a certain time, I go and I'm working on something, then I'm working on something else, then we come and we all meet up in the middle of the day, do the podcast, and we kind of separate ourselves and do our separate worlds, but yet they always kind of collide every day. I think people will be interested to see that, you know, like a premise of, how these two separate worlds, it's you and me separate alone all day long, then we always come together every day, boom, and then there's a podcast. Do you think, um, what do you think? Do you think we need a catchy premise? 
Bless you. Clearly not, because I just sneezed at that. Um, uh, I mean, that's pretty catchy. I think the whole idea of two different worlds, you know, coming together for one show, that's pretty interesting. People know what the show is, but they don't realize, like, how different we are. Yeah, okay, okay. I feel like a lot of people assume that we spend every week, like, we spend a lot of time together. When in all reality, I see at the podcast, maybe, like, once out, like once a week outside but the show. But see, we have the foundation, because yeah. we spend years together. So now I feel like, you know, we know we just could walk into a room and... Boom. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, but I think a lot of people would be curious to know, you know? You have your your ways of relaxing. I have my ways of relaxing. You have your, you know, you blogger have, stuff. You I have your you blogger hate, stuff. You your idea it. of a good time. I have my idea of a good time. <laughs> All right. Well, people can pitch us some ideas. Uh, look, we want to wrap up the show today. And if you want to pitch us some ideas, or if you're in the reality show world business, uh, mm-hmm. email us. Tell us. You can be honest. Look, Audible was Sarah with an H at HeyFrage dot com. By right. the way, and I think Audible is at some point they're going to want us. When no. we're Howard Sternbeck. All right, all right. Um, so we'll end the show today with a little just the tip. Just the deep. Just the tip. Now, it's Valentine's Day this weekend, correct? Am I not? Yes, thanks. All right, right. Very nice Valentine's Day. I'm going to New Orleans to celebrate Valentine's Oh, wow. Day. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, are you hoping that Dan will somehow propose to you during Valentine's Day or maybe after Valentine's Day this year? Are you hoping this is going to be the year that he finally busts out the ring for you? I would say this is the year, this is actually the first time in my life that I could see us getting married. Because I'm not a big marriage. Yeah. It's a make or break year for us. Well, ladies, Sarah included, I want you to know that if you are hoping that your man marries you by the end of the year, you should pick this weekend to rip one in front of him. (laughs) Yep. You heard me. You need to rip major ass in front of your man this weekend. And there's an actual reasoning behind it, scientifically and socially. Okay, well, what... All right, first off, ditch pickup lines, right? Men love laughter. And they say that a man is more likely to fall in love with somebody after they've had a laughter experience with them. Not laughing at them, not them laughing at them, but actually laughing together, right? That being said, what is the funniest thing in the world... A fart. And I actually have an article written here by other ladies, by actually a, by a scientist, okay, to show why you should fart in front of your man and why it's gonna, why this weekend will make it so much better. Okay. All right. Farts. They show playfulness. <laughs> right or wrong? Well, I feel like they show gas. Like, you don't have like, to forget laughing at funny movies. Forget laughing at funny movies together. We can laugh at farts. Like, that's where it's at. Farts, they create inside jokes. Literally inside jokes, Sarah. The pun intended with that one as well. Because the best part about it is you can sit there, you have this really weird fart story that you only share with Dan, and now every time you're in that same situation, you're going to giggle, and it'll be your guys' true inside joke. <laughs> they also show that you have nothing to hide. Before a man decides he wants to you know, give you half of his and you give him half of yours, he wants to know that you have nothing to hide. The fart is usually the very last bastion of hope for a lot of these people because they're hoping, okay... If they can fart in front of me, they've shown me everything. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. feel like this is not my... Like, I'm not the public. I I don't know. We don't fart in front of each other. All right. Well, how about this? Farts are sexy. (laughs) No, they're not. They are definitely sexy. Think about this way, okay? It's so gross. When you look at your man, when he comes back sweaty after the gym, he smells a little bit of salt, a little bit of body odor, right? That rawness is what attracts you to him. He is going to be attracted to the rawness if you just... Ripping one out like that. Okay, these are scientists talking about this. Not just me, but scientists, Sarah. So if you're looking to get engaged, I recommend you squeeze one out All before right, the well, end of the I weekend. I will try this. You know what? I'll take your advice and I'll try this in New Orleans. Yeah, Dutch oven them. <laughs> oh, Sammy, there is 
no way. I almost called you Dan. Dan, there is no way. Sammy, there's no way that men are attracted to yes, that. Yes, they are. Oh. Dan, <laughs> tell her about this. I know. That's it. <laughs> I just know. I, yeah, you know. Look, I just know, Sarah. I just know. Oh, my God. That's the show for today. We are obsessed with you. Oh, my God. Thank you. You have us trending on iTunes, new and noteworthy. Keep it going. Please, please, please share the podcast with someone that's never heard of us. And Except for us. don't share it with Audible. They don't like us. <laughs> they don't like us. We already know this. You know what? No. We're going to get information. And we are going to do it our way. And we're going to succeed. Heart you. Love you. We'll be back tomorrow with more Hit for H Podcast. Bye. Bye.